Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Dave Locker with Odd Shopper, and we're talking Sunday football. We already banged out the Saturday video. If you're looking for that, it's right here on the Odd Shopper channel. The Monday video, three Christmas Day games, that'll be on the channel as well. So keep an eye out there. If you haven't found it yet, look a little harder. Anyway, we got 10 games to talk about on Sunday, Christmas Eve football, and some really good ones at that. The one thing I ask you before we get started, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and leave comments down below. Guys, I read and try and respond to all of them. I love your thoughts on these games. Even if you're talking shit, that's okay. Leave them down below. And if you're ever looking for additional sports betting talk, my picks that aren't on this channel, hit me up on Twitter at Lofty underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Let's make it happen. First up, we got the Lions on the road, three and a half point favorites against the Vikings, coming off a, a pretty heartbreaking loss here uh, last week against the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday night football or Saturday football. You know, one thing we have to consider here with a lot of these games is playoff scenarios, right? We have to be looking at the playoff picture for a lot of these situations, uh, for a lot of these games. And in this case, there are a lot of implications for both, both teams. You've got the Vikings who are, you know, squarely in the mix, okay? You, you never would have thought after Kirk Cousins went down and Justin Jefferson was on the IR that this would be the case. But in fact, it is. And now you're looking at a team that could make the playoffs. The, the, the Lions haven't clinched yet, but we, we assume that they're going to lock something up. But the Vikings are at home, and this one's moved down a little bit. We're still getting it outside of three points. I like the Lions, okay? They're a good football team. In good weather, in domes, they perform, you know, particularly well. But I don't mind grabbing the Vikings as three-and-a-half-point dogs here now that Jefferson's healthy. Also, Ty Chandler looked fantastic. Even if we were to, to see a situation where Alexander Madison is back in the mix, I'm not sure that matters. I think Ty Chandler is going to continue to get a lot of work after how well he performed against the Cincinnati Bengals in that last week's game. I actually like the Vikings at plus three-and-a-half here. Should be a competitive game. Should be high scoring. But they're at home. They're fighting for their playoff lives, right? If they lose this game, things start to look a little bit rough. I'm not saying they win. I think they keep this game competitive. And we have seen that even out, even in domes, but outside of, of Detroit, you've seen at times this Detroit team not look as good, not firing on all cylinders. So give me the Vikings plus three and a half, even with Nick Mullins at the helm. They've got enough weapons from Justin Jefferson to Addison to Hawkinson to even Chandler to get it done. And that defense under Brian Flores, let me say, they have really turned things around. This is a defense that you can't look at in any way similar to last season. They're for real, man. This defense is for real. I have enough faith in them to keep this game close at home. Next up, it's the Packers and the Panthers. Panthers getting five points at home. Five-point dogs, 36.5-point total. You know... It's gross. It's gross anytime you take the Panthers. I'm sure some of you guys will have something to say in the comments. That's okay. Maybe you did last week too. But we took the Carolina Panthers money line last week. And they had a walk-off field goal to grab their second win of the season. You know, the funny thing about sports betting, right, is we, we had somebody on our DF, one of our DFS shows. We have a, a big show that we do on Sunday for Daily Fantasy Football every Sunday morning at 10 with Ben Rasa, who you know from the channel, and myself. And I talked about how much I love the Bills to cover and just, you know, to cover that game as two-point favorites. And someone in the comments had remarked, there's a 0% chance the Cowboys lose this game. Well, now, first of all, yes, there is. They were actually dogs on the road. So it's just a, an asinine comment to begin with. However, when you're taking a look at spreads, 
Spreads are literally evening the playing field. They're leveling the playing field. So where a game would be essentially unbettable on both sides with like a five, seven, 10 point spread in many cases, this is leveling the playing field. So it's essentially 50-50 chance on each side until we inject our own thoughts into it. So yeah, the Carolina Panthers week in and week out can cover. They don't need to win. In a spot like this, at home, getting five points, I think it's too much. I do not mind Carolina at plus five here. Coming off a win, no one's saying they're going to win. But Jordan Love has been up and down all season long, a little bit better than worse lately. But I like the Panthers here at plus five. Their defense is holding strong in a lot of these spots, not to mention Green Bay dealing with a lot of injuries offensively and some defensively. Give me the, we're back in the Panthers again. I can't believe this for two weeks in a row. Not the money line, but Panthers plus five. Browns and the Texans. All right, so Browns are two and a half point road favorites in this game, 40 point total. Want to be very clear about something. I'm recording this video on Wednesday, so a lot of things can change. We've already seen live line movement on this throughout the week. One thing I can say to you guys, if you want to always make sure that you have access to all of our picks off of YouTube, right? So let's say I record this and things change, and then I just find smash spots. Obviously, you can go on Twitter, but right now, this won't be around long, if you sign up on BetMGM and deposit $10 and make a single $10 bet, you're getting two free months. Not one, not one week, not two weeks, not one month, but two months. Two free months of everything we have at Odd Shopper. That includes all of our plus EV picks where we scan the market in real time and use the sports books to beat the sports books, getting the true odds on all of these bets, using the sharp books against the other smaller retail books that are laying bad odds and bad lines. It's hugely, hugely beneficial to anybody, but our Discord as well. Lots of people in our Discord, just like you, that want up-to-date news, that want up-to-date picks, that want smash spots as news breaks and not after the line has moved and they get and they get no value on the line. And our expert picks page on the Odd Shopper channel. Just click the link in the description or the one in the pinned comment. You're getting two free months of everything we have. It's a huge value. And if you hate it at the end of the two months, you're no worse for wear. Plus, maybe even you win your $10 bet or whatever it is on BetMGM and you're rolling in it to begin with. So check it out. I'd love to see you guys over there. Say hello if you do jump in the Discord. Link in the description in the pinned comment. So the reason I say that is because it's Wednesday and now you've got a game where it looks like CJ Stroud is going to be out, right? It looks like he's going to be out. We're still waiting on Nico Collins. We're still waiting on injury news from this Cleveland Browns defense. But I've got to tell you, at first I looked at this and I thought this is a good spot for Cleveland. You know, I thought it was a good spot for Tennessee last week, and that hurt a lot of us. I'm not the only one that knows a thing or two about betting that was on the Tennessee side, okay? But Tennessee at home, uh, or sorry, but Houston now at home as a dog, I've got to tell you, this looks like a pretty good spot. Grant Delpit's missing from Cleveland's defense, and even if it's Case Keenum, who performed admirably enough last game, listen to what the Browns have allowed on the road this season, guys, because it's really remarkable. So the Browns away from home have allowed 36 points, 29 to Denver, 31 to Baltimore, 24 to Seattle, 38 to Indy, 26 to Pittsburgh. Granted, there were two defensive touchdowns, but you get the point. This defense at home and away from home has been so much different. Like it's, it's unthinkable how much different this team has been at home and away from home. They're both really great coach team, it seems. I'm not saying Kevin Stefanski isn't a great coach, he is. 
But how much longer can the Flacco magic live for? Let's not forget, he's still a backup quarterback. They don't have Nick Chubb anymore. So if I'm getting the Houston Texans as a dog at home, if this moves to three throughout the week and you're watching this on like Saturday and this is at three, I would love Houston. Right now, I like them. I would love them if this moves to three. Colts and the Falcons. All right, so Colts are uh, one-point dogs. Falcons one-point favorites, I should say. 44.5 point total. Taylor Heineke's getting the nod in this game. Jonathan Taylor could be back. Who knows about Michael Pittman? Uh, I, by the way, I totally agree with Tom Brady. Jacob, I don't. Jacob's producing this. I don't know if you saw Tom Brady's comment about uh, how like you can't always blame the defensive players when the quarterbacks are throwing hospital balls, just asking for their their, their wide receivers and their pass catchers to get murdered on every single play. Did you see that? Because yeah, it, it's the quarterback's fault. It is the quarterback, yeah. dude. They're straight hospital balls. Yeah. I, it's amazing to me. Now, look, if you if you're if you're shot out of a cannon as a defender, your job is to stop the the, the pass catcher in his tracks, break up the pass any way you can. Dude got suspended for the rest of the season, I think, or something like that. It's it's insane. Either way, I don't think Michael Pittman's gonna play. We'll see. You're not gonna have Shane Steichen uh, commenting on like whether or not he's gonna play. He either clears protocol or he doesn't. Guys, I don't really love this game. Uh, I think ultimately I would lean Colts plus one because I have zero faith in Taylor Heineke. I uh, had zero faith in Desmond Ritter. I have zero faith in Arthur Smith. Neither does ownership because they just said it's all up in the air. They'll wait to see what happens at the end of the season. I'd lean Colts, but we got so many games this week that uh, this is not one I'll be targeting heavily. This next game I will. And I'd love to see how many of you guys are, are with me on this one. They're going to ride with me on this one. I think there's some of you out there that are going to approach this with the same logic. Seahawks minus two and a half against the Titans. 42-point total. Titans let us down last week. I'm going right back to the well. Seahawks, uh, what, as an Eagles fan, what a disaster that was to watch. I mean, we hit the over on Swift rushing yards. We hit the over on Metcalf longest reception. Dude, I was all over that Swift anytime touchdown at plus one, uh, plus one eighty three, and I don't know if you guys watched that game. He had a million opportunities to get in the end zone. Like nobody goes down at the one and seeds the touchdown that Jalen hurts better than DeAndre Swift. That hurt. That hurt my heart, especially that final drive to ice the cake where the Seattle Seahawks win. But I don't see it this week, fellas. I like the Titans. Mike Vrabel. Look, they've been eliminated for playoff contention. Is there any better spoiler opportunity than the Seahawks coming from West Coast to East Coast after on a short week after a big Monday night victory against the Eagles as five-and-a-half-point dogs with Drew Locke at quarterback, Geno Smith watching from the sidelines? I mean, come on now. Come on. Titans plus two-and-a-half? Titans plus two-and-a-half looks like a pretty good spot at home. I know they've looked terrible. I know Will Levis has been more, more cold than hot. I know Derrick Henry hasn't been able to get much momentum on the ground, but I like the Titans plus two and a half here as a real spoiler spot on a, against the Seattle team looking to get into the playoffs any way they can. Give me the Titans plus two and a half. And again, this moves to three. And people kind of steam the, uh, the Seahawks because of what they saw against the Eagles last week with Geno Smith expected back. Then I like it even more. Commanders and the Jets. Jets, can you believe this? Three-point favorites coming off a... Uh, an embarrassing loss in Miami last week. 37 and a half point total. Sam House still starting for the Commanders. Not Jacoby Brissett. 
give me the Jets here, minus three. It's gross, but a couple things to consider. I honestly think that, first of all, Zach Wilson, if he clears concussion protocol, is going to start this game. You know, the truth is, when it comes to this Washington team, we've made um, a lot of money betting against Washington all year long. It's just been the way it goes, right? Especially if you guys are on our Daily Fantasy Football and Daily Fantasy Sports channel over the Stochastic DFS channel, uh, part of our network here. We started with that. You know that every single week, all we do is say, okay, who's playing the commanders? Load up on pass catchers. And we did that with, uh, with, with Cooper Cup last week for sure. Even Zach Wilson. Hell, I'll go a step further. Even Trevor Simeon could put up decent passing totals. I'm serious against this commander's defense. They've given up. It's over. It is over. They've given up. Riverboat runs on his way out. He has to be. They've given up. There's no gas left in the tank. Garrett Wilson overs this week. I don't have him yet, but they could look great. Again, recording this on Wednesday. The defense for the New York Jets against this Washington commander's team at home. Not the Miami Dolphins on the road. The, Was uh, the Washington commanders at home. This defense should stand up. I expect them to. And as crazy as it sounds, betting the Jets is three-point favorites. Let me guys, let me ask you guys a question. You feel comfortable betting Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders as any point dogs at this point? Joking, but three-point dogs? I don't think so. And by the way, guys, if you're already at BetMGM or you can't bet there in your state, well, don't feel left out. At Odd Shopper, a little gift from us to you for the holidays for Christmas. 33% off promo right now. All of our tools, the Plus EV tools, the premium Discord, the expert picks, all of that. On the week, it gets you down to $1.40 a day. On the month, it gets you down to $1 a day. And what better time to do it? NBA Christmas basketball. You've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday football, all of that. Any better time to check it out? I'd say no. Link in the description and in the pinned comment. Simply click that and use the promo code GIFT, G-I-F-T, at checkout. Jags and the box. Jags. Our Bucks three one point favorite. This one moved with the the news about Trevor Lawrence and concussion protocol. Forty three point total. I'm going to tell you how I play this, and it's a little bit unorthodox, but I think you'll appreciate this. All right. So Jags are one point dogs, and Trevor Lawrence is questionable. I know a concussion is different than like a knee or or a hip or an ankle or a foot, but this dude is an outright warrior. And he has found ways to play in every single game this season where we thought he wasn't. Even that high ankle sprain, he's been out there. Look, they're going to be piecing him together with duct tape by the time the season's over. But you better believe he's going to try and trot himself onto the field, which is why I like the Jaguars at plus one. Because even if he doesn't play, I don't have much faith in Baker Mayfield as a favorite. I think that Doug Peterson is a great coach and he's, it's a well-coached team. So let's just say that the Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. All right, fine. That's fine. That kind of sucks. And we probably lose a little value there, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. If he does play, the Jags swing towards favorites and we're getting great value. But I think either way, this bet's viable. It's just it could look amazing if he ends up being on the field. And if there's one thing we've learned from Trevor Lawrence, every single week he gets on the field. And this is certainly a hedge line with his status up in the air. If we knew he was playing, the Jags would be favorites. If you're not comfortable with that, just don't bet this game. We got plenty of others, but I'm definitely. And again, like I said, bet MGM. You bet ten bucks. 
you, you deposit with the link, bet 10 bucks, and you're in our Discord. You're in our expert picks. You're seeing all of the line movement in the Plus EV tool and pouncing on that where certain books move slower. That's the simplest way to do it. You're getting two free months of everything we have. But if you're just watching the video, play it safe or don't. And if you think DeLarence plays, plus one right now is an absolutely great spot. Dolphins and the Cowboys. This is a tough one, man. I don't know how good of a read I have on this. 51 point total. We loved the Bills last week against the Cowboys. It's funny because we started the week off on a on a bad note. Saturday wasn't good. I think we went one and two. Actually, we may have gone 0 and 2 and pushed one. And then we closed the week out really strong with some of our favorite bets, even the Carolina money line. So we bounced back. It looked ugly early on and we finished strong. This one against the Cowboys, I'm going to lean Dolphins minus one and a half. But the problem with these teams are, like, have these teams beaten good teams? It seems like every week, yeah, the Dolphins can beat up on a bad team. The Cowboys can beat up on a bad team. Put the Cowboys up against a good team on the road, and what the hell happens? Not great. Even on the road against the, the Cardinals, they got beat. But, you know, kind of fluky. Every time I want to say Cowboys are legitimate Super Bowl contenders, they go out and do something like last week and lose 31-10. to 10. Really, 31-3. to 3. That was a garbage time touchdown to CeeDee Lamb. So, yeah, assuming the Tyree kills back, I was a game-time decision last week. I anticipate him being back. Seeing what the Buffalo Bills did to them on the ground last week, which was just outright unbelievable. James Cook, amazing performance. I mean, to the point where Josh Allen in that game only threw for 94 yards because they blasted this team. They blasted the Dallas Cowboys on the ground. They racked up, let's see here, how many yards on the ground did they have? I think the Cowboys allowed like 286 yards on the ground. Something insane. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was a lot. So knowing the run game that they have with Mostert and Devon HN, knowing that Tyree Kill should be back, both of these teams have struggled to beat good teams. But with that in mind, give me the home team as a one and a half point favorite. It seems crazy that the Dallas Cowboys lose two games in a row. But if you look at their schedule, is it really that surprising that they haven't lost two games in a row yet? Cardinals, four and a half point dogs against the Bears, 44 and a half point total. Yeah, you know, I've gone back and forth on this one, but I think four and a half is probably a little bit too much to, um, I think it's a little too much credit given to the Bears here. I like what they're doing lately. I think their defense has played well. But at the same time, you know, you're still losing games to Joe Flacco and a beat up Cleveland defense. They took care of business against Detroit. I think they could win this game, obviously. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites. But Cardinals at plus four, even without Marquise Brown. James Conner being back is significant when you're facing not good teams. Like, forget about what happened against some of the, you know, the San Francisco 49ers. They're a buzzsaw. They run through anybody at this point. What does that really matter? Uh, going into this game at Soldier Field, Kyler Murray, Trey McBride's been a stud, James Conner. Expect some mistakes on the offensive side for the Chicago Bears. You know, also, Arizona coming off a 24-10 win against Pittsburgh. So it's not to say they can't compete against not great teams. Week uh, 12 against the Rams, they got smoked. But the Rams are playing great football right now. Just an overall better team. And they only lost by five to Houston. They were in, They were in. you know, that game was in play. And in Kyler Murray's first game back, Arizona beat the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm looking at it now. They're, what, two and three since Kyler's been back? One was a five-point loss, and the other against good teams, they got smoked. So I think four and a half is a little bit too much here, especially against the Chicago team that is going to struggle to put teams away. Last up, we got Sunday Night Football. I'm I bet you guys are anticipating this barn burner. Patriots, six and a half point dogs 
against the Broncos, 34 and a half or 34 point total. Another one where I've kind of gone back and forth on, but I'm settling on the Patriots here. How could I, right? How in the world could I do such a thing? Look, I've had a, I've had my finger, I think, on the pulse of the New England Patriots for the most part. You know, it's not always going to work out. I understand that. But we've been there. You know, last week, you had a lot of people on the pads to cover 9.5-10 against the Chiefs because the Chiefs' offense has really struggled. Um, we went we went the Patriots' side of that game. Uh, the game before that, we or, oh, I'm sorry, we went the Chiefs. We went the Chiefs' side of that against the Patriots. Game before that, we took the Patriots against the Steelers as dogs on the road. They ended up covering. So uh, let's try and ride this wave until it crashes. Patriots plus six and a half. You, look, I, I know that Broncos are a well-coached team. The Patriots still have an impressive defense, in my opinion. They do. And I still have – I don't have a lot of faith in this Broncos offense. They play a lot of really close games. A lot of, a lot of really close games. And you're talking about a six-and-a-half-point spread with a 34-point total. Really low total for a spread that big. I get the Patriots offense stinks. That's not lost on me. I get it. But I'm just not convinced that the Broncos, week in and week out, can put teams away. Yes, they're coming off a really bad loss. I get that. So coming back home, this could be a get-right spot against the Patriots who may just be kind of standing in their way and get stepped on. But six and a half points, I think outside of six is just a little bit too much. So give me the pats here at plus six and a half. That's it. Now, Monday, I have that video coming up next. Guys, we'd love to see you in our Discord. So if you're not there yet, come join us. And uh, if not, check out the Monday video. If you're watching this before Saturday, that one's out as well. And we'll see you back here in a couple of minutes, hopefully, when you watch the Monday night video.